I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. This month we're in the Special Collections Reading Room to have a look at new content that's come into the Real Gold case and I'm here with Georgia Prince, the rare book specialist with the Heritage Collections team. Kia Georgia. Thanks for spending the time this morning to tell us about what we have this month featuring in Real Gold. Well, this month we're looking at um, Captain James Cook um, and a small section, actually, a small selection, I should say, of the material that we have related to Cook's voyages to New Zealand and the Pacific. Um, we have a letter written by James Cook himself and we have one volume from the three-volume official account of the first voyage, which was actually written and edited by a man called John Hawksworth. Um, so those are the two um, items that feature in the case this month. On the wall, um, we have a um, blow-up, if you like, um, image <laughs> um, from the Hawksworth volume, which is a map um, that James Cook drew at the time and then had engraved for the book, um, mm. which covers the River Thames and Mercury Bay in New Zealand, mm. the Bay of Islands in New Zealand and Tolaga Bay in New Zealand. So it's quite a large enlargement um, of the engraving that exists in the book. So that's it's quite a, yeah, it's quite extraordinary. It's dramatic it when it's is. blown up. Yeah, <laughs> it's lovely. You can it really see some of the detail up. of... Um, well, that is what I was hoping you would be able to see because it's quite hard to see in the book. You can see it, but obviously the names and the depths, which is the way they navigated their way around the coast, of course, um, taking soundings so that um, the ship was able to avoid rocks and shallow areas, um, and all those soundings are visible in that Mercury Bay one anyway, particularly. That's right, and in the corner, sort of, where it says explanation, yeah. it, it, it gives a nice sort of graphic understanding of Rocks above water, rocks, rocks underwater, underwater, and yeah. parts unexplored. That's right, and the pricked line shows the ship's track, and of course it's a bit, um, that's the endeavour, um, and that sort of indicates really the complexities of a sailing ship trying to navigate round the coast, which many of us sort of forget how complicated that actually is since you've got to yes. tack. Um, I was going to say, you can see a sort of a tacking triangle uh, oh, you down. can, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and when they tried to when they were getting close inshore mm. in the Hauraki Gulf, um, not the Hauraki Gulf, the, te the Gulf of the Thames, Thames yeah. um, coming down to the river, um, and you can yeah. see to the Hauraki Plains, and you can see the um, depths decreasing dramatically <laughs> um, in that shallower waters. Um, well and when you say they take soundings, is that, that that process of dropping that's a... That's dropping the lead, mm. yeah, and hitting the bottom and then counting. Um, how many fathoms you are, because they had like knots or various marking points on the rope that the lead was attached to. So the lead meant, meant it, it fell straight to the bottom rather than getting waving around and getting tangled. So you right. get a straight line to the bottom. But then you have to have marking points up the, up the um, rope, mm. um, which indicates the fathoms, um, the depth fathoms, which is one of the techniques they used in order to create maps like this. Mm -hmm. um, and so this written, this account that... This official the book, account of the voyage, yes. yeah. 
So yeah, so this is what written. What sort of details in, in that? Well, it, it, it's fairly detailed because it's compiled from the, um, the journals and the logbooks of Cook particularly, but probably also looking at some of the officers who were also required to, legally by the Navy, um, required to write a journal of what occurred on the, on the voyage. Um, and so this is written up from the journals of the voyage. Um, it's three volumes, but actually only the last two cover Captain Cook's voyage. And that's one of the things I think that people find quite interesting about this particular um, set, is that the first volume actually covers other voyages into the Pacific by British naval expeditions that preceded Cook. So it's only the last two volumes that actually cover Cook. And they include, of course, um, illustrations such as the one that I've got open here, which is an, an engraving, and it's, it's sort of off Mercury Bay, and it's got like two boats in the water there. One is the British um, rowing boat, and the mm. other is a waka um, from the Māori who were in that area. Mm. And then there's a pa up on the hill. It's very dramatic. It's pa. incredibly dramatic. And I mean, this yeah. is off the Coromandel Sea. <laughs> right. Um, Headlands. Yeah, headlands. Mm. And these images were drawn by the expedition's artists because, of course, this is all pre-photography, so any visual imagery that um, occurs or has survived from the voyage is all drawings which were then engraved um, by engravers once they got back to Britain um, or painted up in some cases mm. um, by, by painters, depending mm. on who, who the painters were on the voyage and to be frank, whether they survived the voyage or not, <laughs> which is one of the things that happened to one of the artists on this first voyage. Um, I haven't put in the case the work um, or the book that was produced by Sidney Parkinson. It was actually published by his brother because Sidney Parkinson did not survive the voyage. Um, but his brother um, reproduced his drawings as engravings in his own book that... Um, was produced as another of the um, products, if you like, of the mm, voyage, the voyage, printed products of the voyage. Mm. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a um, a safe environment, shall we say, no. for people particularly. A lot of illness, and that's what killed him. Mm. Um, Small yeah. quarters. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm. um, and the written the text is it. Is it the text links to this, to, the to this image, um, and the page I've got it open at is Sunday the 12th of November, 1769, uh, yes, which of course is the anniversary this month of that particular date, which is next week. Um, and this indicates where the endeavour was at that particular moment, and that is the image of what was happening on that date as well. So this is the 12th of November, and they were, as I say, they were anchored in Mercury Bay at that point. Mm. Um, so what does it say? In the morning of Sunday the 12th, two canoes came off full of people whom we had never seen before, but who appeared to have heard of us by the caution which they used in approaching us. As we invited them to come alongside with all the tokens of friendship that we could show, they ventured up, and two of them came on board. And so, it, you know, so it does link to the to the mm. image. Um, Some interesting language there. Words mm. that definitely are not in common 
vernacular these days. No. Yule and Yeah, that's right. Well that, that Yule and Pinnace, well those yeah. are the names of the um vessels that, that, that they're like the rowing boats. Okay. The size of them and you know, the numbers of people in the boat. Yeah. And then the other right, thing I've got the in the case is the letter. Um, and this is a letter written by James Cook, um, so it's in his own handwriting. Mm. Um, it's not particularly informative in terms of um, describing where he is, but it is quite fascinating because it was written on board the Endeavour at Rio de Janeiro on the 30th of November 1768, so that's a full year before the incident that um, I'm showing in, in the case in the Hawkesworth volume. And this is the endeavour on its way out to the Pacific. So this is before they reached Tahiti and observed the transit of Venus, which was one yep. of the purposes of the voyage. Um, and it's basically a letter to the Admiralty asking them to honour his bills, James Cook's bills, for the supplies to the boat. So he's on his way out, needs more supplies, stops in Rio, loads up the ship with food, um, and then sends an invoice, and then sent, well, <laughs> and then um, expects the Admiralty to pay. <laughs> so the um, suppliers in Rio have to wait quite a long time before they get their money. Um, but it is it is fascinating seeing his handwriting mm. actually, um, and it is signed by him. And also seeing a number of the um, over signatures, if you like, like received the 4th of May, 1769. So it left in November, 1768. I don't know on what ship or boat because there's no regular postal service, as no. far as I know, between Rio and uh, London <laughs> at that particular <laughs> moment. Um, received 4th of May 1769 and then on the 12th of May um, it's sort of accepted for payment basically and it's mm. signed by um, members of the of, of the office um, but yes so that's part of our manuscript collection right yeah, tell me a bit more about that how does that well, come to be part of our manuscript collection it was um, purchased um, for the library by a donor called Moss Davis in 1925, probably an auction, and I don't know exactly what auction it was, but he bought a number of items for the library um, in the 20s and 30s, often manuscript material, and it has been catalogued into Sir George Gray's collection, but it's not actually given by Gray. It was given by Moss Davis um, in 1925. Wonderful, and so people can obviously come to people view come, come in to the view. month right through That's to probably right. early December, I suspect. Early December. Yeah. Um, and in fact, um, the letter has been digitised, and you can see it um, through our online Kura. Okay, we'll put the link into the podcast. That's right, and Dantif. you can also see the plates from this particular volume of Hawksworth in Kura as well. They've been digitised, not the whole text. Um, but there are various transcripts yes. of that text around. You know, it's not a unique item, obviously, but the images have been digitised, so you can look at all of the images that are in that, in that um, work online as well. Great. Well, thank you very much for bringing this as our focus for November. Thank you.